good evening, and welcome to our show. Thanks for joining the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast, a place where friends who just happen to be Durannies get together to talk about our love of music, pop culture, concerts, and of course, our favorite boys, past, present, and future. Hi, this is Suzanne. I'm Jody. Hi, this is Stephanie. Welcome, everybody, to Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast. Today's January 23rd, and I would just like to dedicate this episode to my dear friend, Melinda Lajani, who is no longer with us, who would have turned 52 today. Sorry, Melinda, I didn't mean to tell your age, but you didn't look it ever. Let's begin. With us today, we have a very special guest. His name is Ben Post, and he is a basics extraordinaire. How do we want to begin this, ladies? Well, welcome, Ben. <laughs> I love that. Hi, Ben. <laughs> we have been trying to get this together for the past couple of months, but I'm so glad that today our, our schedules finally aligned that we could sit down and have a formal conversation with you because we are currently sitting in Austin, Texas. We just finished re-watching the ACL Live TV uh, performance for PBS, uh, which we were all fortunately able to be in attendance for. And It so, sounded so good. Yes, so, so, so good. So good, the sound quality. I think it's because ACL has done this for 40 years. Yeah. Like, they know how to make musicians sound good. And hey, every public instrument. Public broadcasting, man. Okay, public well, public broadcasting. broadcasting. <laughs> but every musician, every vocalist, I mean, every, we could hear there. We could hear everyone. Every the mix every was voice. so good. Yeah, we could hear Don Brown's voice. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> on Tonight United. <laughs> Unite. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, we just watched history again. And it's streaming, and y'all. So you, everybody should be able to, at least everybody in the U.S. should be able to go yeah, watch it. I, we it. don't know about our, our international friends, but y'all go check it out if you did not see it. And look for Stephanie's yellow shirt at the very end during Saber Prayer. We are up in the balcony. Yeah, if you see a yellow shirt, it's that's good. us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Although Ben wasn't on our side with us. He was on the other, the other side, side of the balcony. Yeah. But. Yeah. I, I was invisible. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, yeah. Yes, that's awesome. I guess we have just a series of questions to okay. ask yeah. again, and just, just convers- have a conversation. Yeah, conversation. Yeah. I would much rather conversation, and that means that the um, sangria is flowing. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Ben, you've already alluded once to your aunt. One of my aunts is about nine years older than I am, too, okay. and um, is a Rolling Stones fan, as I am a Duran Duran fan. In okay. fact, while she wasn't a fan of the same band, it was the um, the Influence. culture of just having music around and having this appreciation for one particular band that I believe was a clear influence on me. Right. You were also influenced by an aunt? Yeah. So uh, my, my Aunt Val, you know, I, I guess you don't know how old I am. So I can say she's nine years older than me and you won't know how old she is. But, um, <laughs> but she was exactly the right age to be kind of, you know, a, a Duran Duran fan, like definitely that, that target demographic. And, uh, and indeed she was, she, she was and is, uh, to this day, uh, a huge Duran Duran fan. She's still a fan. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, have y'all gotten to go to a show together? We oh. haven't. She lives in, in New England. So, okay. um, I did get her tickets one year to go see Duran Duran near, near Boston, but, but I haven't been able to go to oh, a show wow. with her. But yeah, growing up, you know, of course I was uh, so much younger and I wasn't really into Duran Duran at that 
time. Not not in the sense that you think about. And of course, I watched MTV all the time, and you know, I loved the videos and stuff like that. Around those days, I was uh, more into Van Halen. Yes. But kind of having that exposure to to Duran Duran and and having you know this person that was uh, so influential to me in, in my life, you know, kind of having her fandom sort of rub off on me. Um, definitely by the time I was I was a teenager, you know, Duran Duran was was my favorite band, and, and you know, in large part, of course, uh, due to my my aunt's influence. Do you remember who her favorite member was? Uh, I'm pretty sure she's a Simon. Okay. Oh, a Simon. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You know, that's a thing when you meet Duranis. Oh right, right. <laughs> what is she? Doing? I'm not a Simon girl. Okay. I'm <laughs> think about what you do now uh she she loves it she I, I think gets jealous isn't the right word but she's like oh I, you know i want you to to come up here so that uh you know so that you she she thinks a lot of people think this i get approached by people all the time that think that like somehow i'm like i have simon's phone number <laughs> in my phone and like we we hang out on the weekends and stuff like that so people will be like oh you know i want to be with you when the band's in town because yeah. um you know because you're going to be hanging out with the band which uh is it, it doesn't work quite like that but, um, she has never had a chance to meet any of the band so I, I know that that would be uh, an experience that would probably be once in a lifetime for her and, and really um, something something special so I, I do hope to you know to be able to to make that happen at some point but um yeah awesome you also liked van halen which I is <laughs> van halen I still, I still do. do you like do you like van hagar too? I, I like both of them okay i, I like david lee roth i like <laughs> yeah. sammy hagar okay, i was gonna say those, was that more of the were... guitar push for that uh, or was it just the whole theatrics of, of well david? you know as, as a nine ten year old boy obviously yeah. when you're seeing david lee roth swing around on, <laughs> yeah. on stage and stuff like that that's very interesting so there definitely was part of that <laughs> but you know that i think that same kind of thing applies to duran duran and even though you know the music that <clears throat> that I do isn't exactly like Duran Duran. I think sort of that aesthetic, that, Show uh, that idea of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like a great song is great, mm-hmm. but, but I want the whole package. I, I want the look, I want the show, I want the, the whole experience. And that's always something that, that Duran Duran has been about that, you know, sometimes to their, their detriment where, where people have, you know, sort of discounted or, or dismissed Duran Duran because they're just a bunch of pretty boys. They're a boy band. Uh, but the songs are amazing. God, I hate that word when someone says boy band in Duran Duran. Like, I cringe because I'm like, (laughs) boy bands have their songs written for them and didn't play their instrument. It's manufactured. It's not organic. Duran Duran writes their own songs, writes their own lyrics, plays their own instruments. Not the same. Yeah. 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 Not the same. If I had a nickel for every article I've read over the past several years of of someone who said, you know, I paid no attention to Duran Duran in the 80s and the 90s because, you know, because of what I saw. And then I actually listened to a song and I was like, wow, you know, this is a really amazing bass line. Wow, this is a really amazing vocal. I I feel bad for those people that, that missed out because ironically they were like oh these guys look good and they and they have something more than just the music 
that means that the music can't be any good. Right. For me, that that enhances it. You know, there there are a lot of you know, there's a lot of music that I that I love. That the music's great. There's and, and Duran Duran, of course, isn't the only example of this. But for me, I, I want I want the whole the whole thing. I, I want people who who care about art just beyond the music. That care about you know the, the visual. That care about the you know the experience and the engagement with the fans instead of just like you know I wrote this amazing song. What's a modern band that you could equate to that? feeling that you have you know that's a, a really good question yeah no i can't um, think of any modern bands well you, you're, uh, when you're on the spot you're like i, I know as soon as this interview is done i'm gonna be like oh yeah of course this man um there's well, a, you're an example of that well, like yes. mass yeah. minor well, yeah uh, obviously we want to uh, apply that to, to full effect in, in mass minor you know obviously you know the music is is something that we it, is at the core of what we're, we're doing uh and it's the same thing with the durant Rant. That's always going to be number one is making sure that that the music, you know, from the songwriting to the production um, to the, you know, to the performance, all of it is at the, the center of what we're doing. But beyond that, we want to, to deliver a show. We want to have people, you know, just having their, their, you know, to the extent that we can, having their minds blown about being able to, to see and hear what we're doing. So that's definitely what we're going for. But as far as, a, a you know, a, a recent band, there's a, a, a band from Italy called Monskin. Which, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They were on Saturday Night Live last night. Oh, were they? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they're super, super cool band that, that definitely is about a, a definitely an edgier image. Certainly not as polished as Duran Duran or Mass Minor. But still, you know, I really... Uh, I really get behind, you know, that idea of like we're a rock band. Let's look and and perform like we're a rock band instead of just, you know, our songs are so awesome. We're just yeah. going to get on stage and play them. And, and well, and, and their front be. man is like a Freddie. Oh, that's what yeah. I was thinking. They, you know, know. Like, yeah, David Bowie and Freddie Mercury. Like he's clearly influenced by the both and of them. And then in my brain, I'm thinking yeah. the Struts are like. Well, no, so he's kind of like they're kind of like the Struts a little bit, okay. but I. I feel like I kind of like them a little better than the stress. Oh my god! No, they're European. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know about that either. I'm just saying. Anyway, anyway, well, let's get back to Mass Minor because we are in Austin, Texas. We are in the music capital of the world, and there are a lot of great bands coming out of Austin these days. And your band is one of them, and I'm so excited for you guys. I sure hope so. Yes, talk about it. And Uh, you're the bass player. Yeah, well, so bass and and synth. And synth. So, okay. Um, there's some songs where I'll, I I play both. There's some songs I just play bass, and some songs I, I play synth on, and then uh, backing vocals. So yeah, Mass Minor came out of. Uh, I was in another band, Five Piece, which was like a heavy electronic uh, rock band that you know we we never really got off the ground. But I met my my bandmate Andrew, uh, who was who was in that band, Tallest Towers. Kind of hit it off and. I remember, you know, after Tallest Towers, you know, was done, you know, I called up Andrew and was like, you know, we should hang out and, you know, maybe just kind of explore some some music. And he was like, well, dude, I've got a computer full of, of demos. Wow. I was like, well, you know, I'm going to come over and, and listen. From the moment he started playing stuff, I was like, this is amazing. This is amazing. He would just play song after song and just be like, this is amazing. This is amazing. We should record this. We should record this. And so that kind of was the the start of it. He had been releasing stuff himself under that, that moniker, Mass Minor. And we ultimately decided to use that for the band name. I, I initially 
initially was not in support of it just because it had this association with uh, the work that he had done before. But um, the <laughs> the tribulations that we went through trying to uh, find a name, uh, find a band name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we probably spent as much time trying to get a name for the yeah, band yeah, yeah. as we did writing a song or recording a song. It was just, it, I mean, it took us weeks and weeks, and, and ultimately we, we couldn't agree on anything. So, Is there a meaning behind the name of the band? Yeah, so okay. Mass Minor, you know, is kind of a, a representation of the, you know, it comes from the word minor, the, the minority, you know, the, the, the minority of society being being put down and pushed down, but but coming together and recognizing the strength, you know, as as one large mass and okay. and sort of overcoming okay. in, in that regard. So that's that's sort of the uh, uh, the the reasoning behind it. There's a lot of that in in the music as well in, in the lyrical content. You know, our, our song Baths was inspired by a number of things, but one of the elements of that song, Andrew had written that during the time where there was a, a you know, it was a, a very much in the news, the refugee crises happening yeah. in, in the Middle East. Yeah. You know, people trying to flee all of the, all of the... The, the Yemeni uh, um, refugees? Mostly Syria. Syria. Okay. Yeah, the, the okay. Syrian okay. refugee yeah. crisis. Yeah. And I know that one story in particular kind of stands out with that, where, you know, there were a, a number of refugees that had, had fled via the sea and that a, a number of them had drowned. Right. And that right. was... Uh, yeah big story at the time. So a, a lot of the, the lyrical content from the song Baths kind of comes from from that. And that certainly has affected, you know, sort of the, the mentality. There, there there are a number of themes in, in the songs, of course, but but we certainly pay attention to, to uh, you know, what's going on in the world and, and certainly write about that as well. That dichotomy seems... We also want to dance, Pervasive, yeah. yes. It's mm-hmm. pervasive throughout the whole thing. It's almost like, I don't know if you really recognize her, like maybe you purposefully made it this way, but uh, we were talking talking earlier about an interview you did with Bernie Guerra mm-hmm. and um, in that interview you mentioned that you've got a foot in the past with that new wave sound uh, and then you've got these very serious topics but in a very dancey format and the whole name of the band itself is dichotomous so in my current feeling about everything that's going on in the world that's how I feel my body is now I mm-hmm. feel two different ways all the time is that conscious? Is that yeah? There, there are a lot of sort of things to unpack with that. Since this is a, a Duran Duran themed podcast, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll tie it, uh, try to try to tie it back to that first before I, I go on. So I, I'm sure you all know that at one point in Duran Duran's history, they referred to themselves, or maybe it was just Simon referred to Duran Duran as the band say. that you would dance to when yep. the bomb when drops. The bomb drops. Yep. 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 I, I don't think that we are quite as ambitious as as that or at least certainly not yet but i think we we want to recognize that you know there there are things happening in the world that deserve everyone's attention but at the same time we're we're also a band like we're we're writing music we want people to to have a chance to not escape, but to to recognize that there's also beauty in the world. That yeah. there are things that are enjoyable. You know, you you got to find the right balance yeah. uh, between those things. And so, you know, the band to dance to when the bomb drops again, I think is is a you know certainly a, a much more ambitious kind and of description. And it's coming very much out of the '80s and that. 
Cold War kind yeah, of thing yeah, that and, we have again. And yeah, and we're we're kind of back there again. Yeah. So we we definitely want to you know to strike that balance of you know being able to to present something that people can can enjoy, but but also that they hopefully will will think about yeah. as well. When you write bass parts or synth parts, mm-hmm. are you thinking about that dancing part, or are you oh, just thinking oh, about I, making especially especially on on the synth? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's a lot of that you know that sort of like sixteenth note, like super bassy, dancey yeah. kind of driving sound that is kind of irresistible when yeah. uh, when when you're on your feet. So there's definitely that as as far as bass is concerned. Yeah, I mean we're you know we're trying to to, to get people to move. Yeah. So yeah, debut album dropped last year, <laughs> right? So let everybody know where they can get that. Uh, so right now, uh, you can certainly go to our website massminer.com and that'll have links to all of the the, the streaming and, and purchase play you can purchase it on Bandcamp which is the best alternative because we keep most of the money that way but certainly you can buy digital on, on Amazon and Apple uh, you can stream on Spotify I mean it's it, it's everywhere it's on all, all of the, the, the platforms uh, we also did do a vinyl version so we released yes. a, a vinyl version uh, about a year later so that was last summer that we released vinyl so you can also buy that on Bandcamp. You can just send a message to Mass Minor. We'll get a record to you. Uh, but it's also available. I need one. I need one. Well, I should, I should have brought something. <laughs> Here's the good news. We live in the same city. So yeah. I yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to um, tell you guys listening, the album is fantastic. And I'm going to tell you my favorite track. It's Intelligent Design. You're welcome. Yeah. I like the baseline. That's, that's, that's my favorite. The baseline is a vibe. Okay. Yes. And just. To tap Stephanie's horn slightly. Stephanie worked on the video for the she, first Mass Minor single. She worked on, on, on both the videos. We're, we're actually yes. about to release the second video. On nice. Stephanie worked on. <laughs> worked on meaning like I was invited <laughs> to come and, and watch play. the making of the video. You're, and then suddenly I was the crew along with Ben's wife, Stacey. Y'all were the PAs. You're production assistants. Yeah, we're production assistants. Hair and makeup. <laughs> but you know what? I'll tell you, I'm so thankful to you for inviting me because, like, I had the best time. And I love, I've talked about this before. Everybody knows I love, we love the creative process and all the behind the scenes. Mm. I remember leaving the place that you guys filmed the video at, like, at 3 a.m., having to get up for work in a couple of hours. And I was just on a high. Mm. I'm not, I mean, I don't know if I told you that. Fortunately, we were in San Antonio. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I was on a high, and I was so, I'm so excited for you guys, like, and the first video came out amazingly, and you're about to drop the the next video, and I cannot wait to see how it all came together. Yeah, um, the the first video did really, really turn out great. Thank you again, of course, for for everything that that you did to to help us with that. And we've uh, we've partnered with, with a guy that he does our visual effects and editing, and this dude has a bazillion ideas, so we're we're definitely going to have some more uh, some more videos on the horizon. Again, kind of going back to making sure that there's you know obviously the music's there, but we also want to make sure that there's that that really powerful uh, and engaging visual element as well. Well, so. and that's part of the whole package, and I think as Duran Duran fans, consciously or subconsciously, that appealed to us mm-hmm. and uh, that appealed to them. And this is right. what you're talking about is that they wanted those to be put together beautifully and done well. They brought in a movie director when everybody right. else had a video camera right, in, right. Yeah, in their garage. So I think that sensibility is what y'all are trying it, to it, do exactly. as well. Uh, again, sonically, I think certainly we're, we're different than, than Duran Duran, but 
in terms of, you know, like our mission, it's very much similar to, to what, what Duran Duran's mission is. Now with cohesiveness yeah. to everything that you're doing. A- absolutely. You know, if you and go that's to our, definitely an influence on you. For sure. And if you go to our, our, you know, our social media, our website, you know, everything that you see is, is instantly recognizable as, as mass minor. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, we've, we've spent a lot of time crafting and building this other world that that's represented visually on, on those, those platforms. And then, you know, obviously ties back to the music. So it's, it's all very important to us. It's not, it's not just the music. Again, the music is, um, is the foundation, but, but all of the rest is, is, is essential as well. So now I have a little Duran Duran question. Yes. What's your favorite Duran song to play? Yeah. So as a bass player on stage performing, you know, Rio, it just, the, the thing is, is that when, when you play Rio and you've got an audience, especially an audience that's Duran Duran fans, right. there's just, the, the energy just can't, it can't be matched. Well, I should say, wouldn't Duran Duran fans go, what, Duran Rio? No, 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 no. <laughs> Every show that I played with, with Wild Boys, we, you know, of course we finished with, with Rio and like the energy was all, always way more intense than, than any other part wow. of the set. It just, it, it really, there's something about that song in a live setting that it just, you know, I'm, uh, I'm struggling for words. Kind of, is just, it electric? It's uh, something it's, it's like more than that. It's more than it's, that. Okay. Uh, it just, oh. it, it, you almost, in a way you kind of, it, one of the challenges that I have being on stage is, you know, I'm not a virtuosic player. So, you know, I usually have to concentrate on, on what I'm doing on stage. The, the downside to that is, you know, that there's not as much engagement. Mm. And that's not to say that I, you know, I just, I sit there and I, you know, I look at my bass and I'm, I'm totally locked <laughs> out, but I, but I have to think about what I'm doing. Yeah. With Rio, it, it, I can, I, I don't necessarily have to do that. I, you know, I've been playing that song for, for a long time. Say, yeah. How long, how old were you when you learned to play the Rio? Uh, well, I, I was well into adulthood. I really didn't start playing okay. uh, bass seriously until I was about a until about 15 years ago. Okay. <laughs> and it's a, and um, what and we have heard it's a tricky but a super fun baseline to play. Like people that don't even like Duran will play the right. Rio baseline. It is. It's you know you probably heard you know heard about the ghost notes. People talk about the ghost notes, and certainly in, in the verse, you know, there's it, practically every you know every beat there's a, a ghost note. Um, Does that mean like maybe it was multi-tracked in the studio with multiple tracks? Yeah, over? they're they're almost certain. But that was, that was a very common practice. I mean, okay. I, I don't. The answer That's is yes. Easy. I don't know, and I don't know this for certain. But yeah, I mean, it was a very common practice to, you know, you take, you do a number of takes mm-hmm. with a bass line and then this take, you know, you played the oh, verse awesome gotcha. here. So we're going to cut that piece out. And this, gotcha. on this take, you played the yeah. verse or the, the chorus amazing. Okay. So we're going to take that out. Okay. And then you just kind of patch it together. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's entirely possible that, that that's the case. Uh, I don't know that for certain. Mm-hmm. That, that bass is, that bass line is in, cha- it is a, a challenging bass line. Once you have it down mm-hmm. and you can just kind of, kind to have fun with it it's 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 really not not like anything else yeah. it's it's incredible so to, yeah. to answer your question it's it's rio i know that sounds like and rio isn't my favorite duran duran song but but if you're asking what's my favorite to play on, on stage, it's, it's definitely it's definitely that. You can you can isolate a favorite Duran Duran song. 
I, I, I probably can. I, really I probably can. To not necessarily. I mean, sure, it changes from, yeah. from day to day. Today, what is your favorite Duran Duran song? Um, well, in, in support of Future Duran Duran's most recent release, <laughs> yes. Future Past, my favorite song on that record is Anniversary. So we'll wow. say right now, my favorite uh, Duran Duran song is, is Anniversary. I uh, actually have a YouTube video up of a, a playthrough. For, for anniversary, I, I recorded a, a playthrough, and it's not a hundred percent. Did you do that perfect. like even before the record was? Like, no, I did that. So they released anniversary, I think, in August last year. It was a little early. It was one of the early ones. Yeah. And I had it up yeah. within eighteen hours of it. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I remember yeah. seeing Whoa. that. Like, but, but, <laughs> but, but before you you get too impressed, <laughs> I it I easily shot over a hundred takes of that. <laughs> Easily, easily over a hundred. Because you have to start over. And... Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the problem with a baseline like that is you make a mistake and you kind of derailed it. Yeah. You know, you, you hear that that bass like doom 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 There are some parts that that you know, like once you get the pattern down, it's easy. But it, it's just because it it just keeps going. It's just going the whole time. There's not really a, a spot where where you stop. Yeah. Just uh, again, you make a mistake and you're just like it just it melts down. <laughs> so John needs to teach that in his Odyssey tutorials. Yes, those can kick back up at any point yeah, now, please. JP. <laughs> those can yeah. kick right back <laughs> on up. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It's time to tour. Yeah. It's time to rehearse for a tour. <laughs> okay, I take that back. But he can, <laughs> I can go on pause if it means that we're gonna get some some new U.S. states as well. But it's he's if he's teaching us anniversary, it's going to be on the next tour. So that's like rehearsing and making a video. Anniversary will be on the next tour. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. Speaking of Future Past. <laughs> yes, let's talk about Future Past. Let's talk about Future Past. We purposely saved our conversation about Future, mm-hmm. future Past for this podcast. And I like that tie-in with how we talked about Mass Meyer. What's in the past and current Absolutely. Absolutely. So the album dropped October 22nd. Obviously, we'd heard a few cuts before that. Mm-hmm. Four to be. Yeah, four. No, five. No, no actually, five. Like, I think give, give it all up. Like, give it all up. Drop like the night That's before. Right. No, but they had like played that. it on the TV show. Oh yeah. Once, and then we got the Newton thing at ACL. Right. The secret. Right. Song. Velvet Newton. The Velvet Newton <laughs> is the Newton thing. <laughs> Before they came on stage at ACL Fest, they played that as like song. Yeah, their walk on music. Their walk on music. And is that JT at the first? I think he says it is. time. To- this is how it starts. Yeah, that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. He was also introduced to us by JD. JT. He was like, uh, you're going to love what you hear at the beginning of the show, yeah. right? Like, yes. Yeah. So we and knew. We did. Yeah, we did. And we did. <laughs> it was fantastic. So, favorite track. If yeah. there's such you a just thing. said anniversary. Yeah, anniversary. Oh, anniversary. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, favorite song and favorite. Okay. Well, no. We were talking about okay. the bass line. I was, yes. So then, yes. okay. All right. Um, an- anniversary. Uh, like all time, you know, girls on film. Is, wow. Is, yeah. It's your all time favorite Duran song. Wait, yeah. for bass lines though, don't you go a little bit more like Sound of Thunder? But I he love, can. I love Sound of Thunder. But he okay. can like a song that maybe isn't like the biggest no, bass course, song. Yeah, yeah. To, to, <laughs> and, and, and again, we, I, we we do have to distinguish between what's your favorite to play. Yes. And what's your right. favorite to listen to. Listen to. to. But yeah. girls on yeah. film to listen to. Yeah. Wow. Is, yeah. Does the video play? <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen-year-old me. That's why I asked. And you said like the night version of Girls on Film. Oh yeah, the night, the night version. Yes, yes. yes. Do you like the acceptable in the (laughs) eighties? 
I actually, I, I do like that song. I like that song when Calvin Harris released yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I did think it was kind of strange, Grand Grand putting it in there. It weird. Yeah. Um, but I do like that song. And I, so for me, it wasn't, I wasn't like, oh, what's this? Because I already knew the song and liked it. But, but yeah. We, Didn't they put Psycho weird. Killer in there too? Yeah, Psycho they, Killer's been yes, Psycho They put Killer. random things in the middle of Girls on Film. I guess because it's also the intro. And so they go They did that with a number yeah. of songs. Um, yeah. Like Wild Boys, they throw Relax in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So they, they like to, to change it up. And, and I think that's, you know, I think that's great that they do that. You, you don't want to have the same show over and over, Paper Gods. discussions around this mm-hmm. <laughs> But you know what? I'm what I'm gonna say is we were extremely fortunate that that whole Paper Gods era. Like, how much Duran Duran did we get to see? Oh, oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. every of any tour I had I mean, the most shows during that time and met so many incredible people, yeah. including yourself. Another golden era right. for Duran Duran. And we got to go to Red Rocks. Did you get to go to Red Rocks? No, I didn't go to Red Rocks, okay. but I did go to the Hollywood Bowl show. Okay, oh, okay. Um, that was right after Red Rocks. I think. Yeah. Oh my god. Of course, it, it was amazing. Obviously, that that part of the tour where they had sheep with them. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Peanut butter and jelly, man. Never Pretty much. I, I mean, I guess I could have <laughs> imagined this would have been the future, but yes. in 1980, whatever. Mm-hmm. To know Sheik would be a dream. We've been inspired by Sheik and the Sex Pistols, and then all of a sudden, holy crap, they're together. Sheik on you know, stage yeah. before them. It's just so what they we just need a tour from yes. from eternity. They like, always together. need to be like, together. That's just like I'm just saying right now. Like I imagine Nile might be. A- yeah. Yeah. So well I think so. Ben yeah. doesn't know this little tidbit. When we were at Red Rocks, we were right in front of the sound booth area. Okay. We did not realize this, but Simon apparently came up, was dancing to Chic, but we didn't turn around because we were so engaged. Uh, with, so he was like literally like three feet behind us dancing to Chic, and we had no idea because we were like so much like just with Nile. Like, let's dance. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that Simon Radar was like yeah, you turn off that night. <laughs> <laughs> Something that I think about with a lot of longtime fans is that uh, what I call the, the the lost years, the downtime. <laughs> Were you still as engaged during Pop Trash? As, I, I as have to say, I'm I'm very proud. This is probably one of the proudest things of my Grand Grand fandom. Is yes, I I actually was. I I wasn't going. They weren't like kind of touring around. So there weren't opportunities to see them live, but right before they released Pop Trash, I think this was in it was either '99 or 2000. But I actually flew overnight to Vegas to see them play at the Joint. Oh my um, gosh! My friend Melinda was there at the same time. She oh, was really? like seeing the somebody who was doing something with the crew, and she uh, speaking of her, okay. she was she was like at multiple joint. shows. At that well, they time. they hadn't released. They were just about to release Pop Trash, yeah. and they I remember they rolled out. I think a couple songs, Hallucinating Elvis was... That was wasn't Ultra Crumb Latex and Steel. No, it was not. It that was, was between the Dazzle and Pop. It was. It was... Let It Flow. Was it Let It Flow? I don't think they were on tour. I think they just it were doing just, the show at, okay. at, at the joint kind of to, to drum up sort of energy and anticipation okay. for the okay. release of Pop Trash. It was a standing room only show. It was on September 5th, which was a day before my birthday. And so as a birthday present to myself, I, I flew out to Vegas. I literally didn't even get a hotel room. I just, I flew out there. I saw the show and then I, and then okay. I flew back. How many people and were in the joint at the time? I think the overall capacity at the time was about 2000, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them in Houston around the same time, so it was. Yeah, not the same. I mean, the, 
I remember the room being full, okay. uh, and I could be overestimating the you know the the occupancy of it, but but I remember it was just you know you just went it was just all people packed in, and I think there's actually a video on YouTube of them performing hallucinating Elvis, oh, yeah. and there's a camera kind of going across the the audience from the back, kind of like the the ACL performance, and if you look in the video, there's this really tall dude kind of in the <laughs> middle who's like waving okay. as Simon the Bond lost Simon the Bond's waving and. <laughs> I'm like 99.99% certain. It's that's huge. Awesome. Uh, so, so yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely was, was very much, you know, I didn't, I wasn't like, oh, you know, Duran Duran released Medazzling, Duran Duran released Pop Trash. I'm, you know, I'm, I was, I'm there. Not, yeah. I, I was, I was all into that. And yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people hate on Pop Trash, but I, I like Pop Trash. I mean, I've listened to it again recently and mm-hmm. there are some songs on there like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm listening to this. And then I skip it. But um, <laughs> I love hallucinating us. And I, I love, I, uh, I can't think of, there, there was one other one on there. I just said how I how I've like given Mars meets Venus yes a second yes, chance yes, yes yes and uh, so that's sounding better to me today than it did like you know two months ago. I remember <laughs> driving to Dallas to yeah. see them at like the Majestic or something mm-hmm. for Medazzle Yeah, I guess maybe that was Let It Flow. I saw them at the Bayou in Houston for yeah. Ultra Pump. and then there was a little low. Did you get into Neurotic Outsiders? I, I mean, I've listened to to those records, but okay. yeah, I mean, it's not. I actually got to see um, them live. Which oh, did you really? Fantastic. Oh my God, it was so John Moore kilt, and there was so oh, Jones on the stage. It's a pretty big deal. Oh my gosh, it was such a big deal. Did I never tell you he was in a kilt at that? I'm yeah. sure he did, but I just okay. got a visual, okay. Okay. so I'll leave it when the reunion was announced, I was at work and I immediately went to my boss and said, I'm sorry, but my favorite band was just <laughs> And when they go on tour, I'll be gone for a while. And she was like, okay. <laughs> how, how did you, because you went through all of that downtime too. Uh, uh, and yeah. then, oh, and then here's the five again. How did yeah. you respond to that? I, you know, I don't. I don't have any recollections of being like, oh my God, they you know, they're reunited, you know, <laughs> you know. I think really my my excitement was just more like, oh, we're we're gonna get some some Duran Duran shows, you know. I get to to go and see Duran Duran again. And for John to be back, I mean, after Pop Trash, yeah, yeah, and too. Hello, not home. only John being back. Hey, well, how about Roger <laughs> and Andy? I'm talking the bass player though. Who oh, okay. I'm, I'm, right. I'm a John girl. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> The other was I thinking. I was most excited about too, but this yes, yes. For, for Mr. Post. Yeah, I mean, you were not like, oh, they've just yeah, reunited. I, yes. I, I was. I, I think again for me, um, it's because my fandom is so pure. <laughs> um, you know, I had. It's not like I had stopped with. You know, I I, I listened it was to just the records. Yeah, I, I listened to the records all the time, and I, uh, you know, I I really hadn't paid very much uh, attention to what John had been doing that, you know, during that time, you know, like his solo stuff and his, uh, now <laughs> were you balancing the Duran shows with Van Halen shows? <laughs> no. Um, I, by the time I, so like as, as we moved into the nineties and, um, I was the age that I was during that time, I kind of was less into, yeah, I became kind of less a rock, yeah, like, like straight rock yeah. person. And was definitely more into, you know, like New Wave and, you know, certainly like British Invasion stuff. In um, the 90s? In the 90s, yeah. That might have yeah. been hard to find, right? Well, Unless you were a blur fan. So here's, here's the thing. Uh, well, yeah, if, if you're talking about like, like live performances and oh, things wait. like that, but as we moved into the 90s and, and yes, I, I, 
I did. I love Blur. Yeah. Still love Blur. Yeah. And and even Oasis uh, to some extent. I, I remember seeing Oasis. Uh, I grew up in Dallas and I saw them at a club before they like really really hit it big. So I got to see them at a, at a small right. venue uh, in Dallas. But one of the things that was happening at that time is. You know, kind of as we're moving into grunge in the 90s, people were kind of like unloading all of this 80s stuff. I remember I used to be able to go to Half Price Books in Richardson and take like $100 in and come out with almost 100 records. Wow. And so I would buy all of this new wave stuff from from the 80s. And so you know, I was able to to listen to all that. There was this great show on uh, 94 and a half in, uh, in Dallas. 4.5 was The Edge. Oh, my God. Uh, I listened yeah, to that when I was there. And it was school. like the new wave and yeah. alternative station and they the, there was this guy every weekend kind of like how Casey Kasem and Shadow Stevens did the top 40 well he did he did this flashback show it was four hours of just like all new wave and stuff from, from the 80s and it was I, I would wake up every you know it's like every Sunday I guess at, at eight o'clock was from eight to noon I would listen the whole time it was, it was fantastic so I kind of, yeah, missed the boat as far as like all of the, you know, the, the live stuff. You know, I didn't see Duran Duran in the 80s, but, you know, Cure was still doing stuff. New Order was still doing stuff. So I, I definitely got to do that. Depeche Mode, of course, you know, their, their heyday was, you know, the, the Violator was in 89, 90, 90 and then they, they were huge in the 90s. New Order so. in 89. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there definitely were, were some things that, that I got to, to participate in and be a part of. So that was, that was a great time for, for music. And that was kind of my thing. I was let, like I said, less less doing rock. But over time, you know, I, you know obviously I've always loved Van Halen. I love Def Leppard, uh, White Snake. I, I, I guess I've got a thing for like British, yes. you know, whether it's whether it's um, it's Wayne you know, Ben, Wayne, 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 like just, Rise up, just oh, it's so good. Just to see <laughs> Def Leppard live yes. when they sing "Rock of Ages," it's when one of my top that, five. When you said straight to the musical because no, know. I know, I like the musical. That's what I was too. thinking too. But I mean, I've seen Def Leppard. The Def Leppard song well, "Rock you know, of Ages" so. is one of my all-time yeah. favorites. You mentioned Poison. Uh, yes, if Poison. You, if you want to hear a funny uh, Duran Duran story related to Poison. Oh my gosh. So uh, in 2014, I'm sure you. I think you and I have talked about about this the show the show that they did at ACL Movie. Uh, Duran yes, Duran. fourteen. Two thousand one. We were yeah, playing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was there as well. I won't tell you how much I paid for my ticket, but I was front row on the, the mezzanine. Um, oh yeah, and we Stacey, were up, and we probably paid pretty much. Close yeah, to yeah, yeah I <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. Stacy, because of her relationships, was able to get on the floor for free. Oh, um, so there I am, she like, left on, you? Yeah, yeah, so there I am on the, the front row of the mezzanine, waving down at my girlfriend, yeah. um, on, on the floor. Um, and she, you know, she was just like, oh, this was that was her first Duran Duran show. She'd never oh, been to Oh, God, Duran and Duran the show. people on the floor were making me so angry. They were, that day. yes. Holy moly. So okay. not so after good, after the, yeah so after the show we're hanging out in front of the the W we had uh, bumped into Nick and Simon yes. in, in the bar and so we visit there's kind of a whole story behind that too but maybe not really maybe not appropriate too. for the podcast so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that another time but anyway. <laughs> Long story short, uh, we were we were outside the W. We were visiting, continuing our conversation with uh, with Simon and Nick. They were getting ready to go on to, to whatever they were doing, and I was talking with with a couple of my friends and Simon. We were talking about whatever, and Stacy was talking with Nick, and you know, Stacy was like telling Nick it was her first Duran Duran show, and Nick, of course, wasn't like, "Oh, that's great! So glad that you can." 
finally see Duran Duran. He was like, so why have you not been to a doctor? Because <laughs> you've been a poison? Yeah. So, so she said, well, you know, I'm more of like a, a, a rock, like I go to rock shows. And he's like, oh, like poison? <laughs> Oh, you can just hear that. I can just hear him saying that. Yeah, so, uh, okay. you said poison, that I can only imagine he doesn't even know who poison is. He just knows no, that hair. Right. Like, knows. No, he does not. Nick Rose does not know a poison song, no. per se. No, I can imagine the hair, though. Yes. <laughs> he could just see the hair. That he is can really Brett Michaels and Nick Rose are probably big buds, right? <laughs> Okay, so we need to kind of wrap things up. Is there anything that we haven't touched on, Ben, that you'd like to share? Uh, well, I've already told the Nick Rhodes Stacy Poison <laughs> story. So once, once you've covered that, you've kind of covered all the, all the, so all the, important, the important stuff. I'm going to plug for you then. You guys are um, doing a showcase at South by Southwest or playing a show. Well, Yes, we, we are, and I, since this is going to be released after the announcement, uh, we can go ahead and talk about it here. We don't have our, our date or, or venue yet, but we did get selected for uh, South by Southwest this year for uh, Max Minor will be performing. Congratulations. So, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. It's very yes. exciting. Um, we're, we're so excited. Yes. I'm, I... Uh, I mean, it's, I've never performed at South by Southwest before, so oh, it's, it's wow. a first for me okay. as well. Okay. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. Hopefully, we get on a, a, a good a good showcase somewhere with uh, mm-hmm. with some other bands that you know are um, in the same the same space that we are. But uh, and can do a day show. Uh, we may do some day shows. This will okay. almost certainly be an evening show. Yeah. The showcase yeah. uh, ones are, are in the evening. So of course, I'll share all that information yes. as soon as that happens. Cool. And the official announcement of our participation uh will be on wednesday the 26th so of january be, uh, yeah january so you'll be able to see mass minor listed in there. so when you play when you play a live show do y'all play all originals do you throw any covers in we've talked about doing a cover um and we have we have a handful that we may do but we haven't rehearsed any or, or, okay. or arranged any to to do right now it's all just originals you know i think when we get to the point maybe where we need to uh kind of bulk up the set a bit then we may look at doing that but we actually have a number of songs that don't appear on the album that, that we're playing that are original songs so they'll they'll be on the next record so you'll get a, a chance uh to hear hear some some stuff that that no one's heard before outside of the, the rehearsal room so we're we're pretty excited about that and then hopefully we we uh can get some you know a couple couple warm-up shows booked uh okay. here locally before south by southwest that was well. going to so be my next question uh, just so everybody knows south by southwest is a music conference it's called south by southwest but it's s xsw.com right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, com. Mm-hmm. It's uh, now more than a week long um, music interactive movie uh, conference that takes place in Austin, Texas. I don't know if they're doing virtual stuff this year. The last two years has been in, in addition to the in additional to I, I think they will have some some virtual things. Don't quote yeah. me on that because I, I don't know for certain. But I, I think yeah, just you know, just because there I know there are people that still want 
want to participate. And, you know, by the time March rolls around, we may still have kind of some pandemic related yeah. safety concerns. Yeah. And it was like the first really big thing that was canceled by the pandemic back yeah. in 2020. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. It was a, so it, it started, was, it started the downfall of all it was the a big stuff. Deal when it, it was a very canceled. big, mm-hmm. and then what year was Duran itself by? 20, 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. That was good times too, but we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that. We gotta, we gotta get, we gotta get them back here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's time. I it's been a decade. Been a decade. Been yeah. Future past at South by, but um, yeah. If they just did ACL, then we may have to Yeah, wait. but, we'll you see. know, they're honorary Austinites. I know, they, they do. Are. They love them some Austin. Yeah. And we, we know them. for sure <laughs> that Mr. Sir Nile of Rogers yes. and Mark Mercadiatis will be yes. guest speakers on Nile the panel. Loves South so by. then we'll be hanging out with Nile doing yeah. South <laughs> <laughs> We'll just try to Coattails. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're the she gets. So yes, Niall knows to look yes, for us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Ben, so much oh, for Yay. coming and so catching now up with us. Of being a <laughs> that is also I don't know. Yes. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to the Cherry Ice Cream Smile podcast. We are so glad you could hang out with us for a while. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast player, including Spotify. Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and you can even find us if you ask Alexa. Make sure to also follow our Instagram page too. See you again real soon.